Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time Last now race. for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, good morning everyone and welcome to Punter's Postmortem on a wet Monday in Sydney town and for anyone listening across New South Wales or in any of those flood affected areas, please stay safe. Uh, some crazy pictures and videos coming out of many beautiful parts of New South Wales, many parts that we've all travelled to, whether it be via holidays or whether we've uh, been involved with the racing game and to our racing game family that are being affected at the moment in various parts across New South Wales. We're thinking of you and please stay safe. Uh, look, it's going to be an interesting show today because we don't have as much racing content to talk about on the weekend losing those New South Wales meetings. Uh, there's been some reshuffling of the schedules and we now have that carnival starting a week later as we heard uh, last Saturday morning, of course, via Racing HQ and Richard Haynes, etc. But we do have a meeting in Mornington and... I loved what Duff just said uh, before about Ray Warren back in the day on 2KY. This show is all about you guys, the putters. Give us a call and ask as many questions as you want. Duff, uh, you were there Saturday morning um, as uh, Hainsey was uh, basically speaking uh, to Mark Van Gessel and Sean Pattinson, the track manager. They look shattered themselves, but I don't think we fully were expecting what was to unfold during the day. We knew there was going to be a lot of rain, but the intensity in the wind, it was like a mini-cyclone. Yep, uh, we all saw it. We've all seen it unfold over the past few days, uh, Dave, on, on all the news outlets. There's nothing we could do about it. No, like I said, nowhere in the world could have raced. Um, it's unfortunate. I think they've handled it pretty well. Not everyone's happy. You know, you can't please everyone in, in this business. You know, it's a self-interest sport. Um, so... We all go back a week. There was no hope running on Monday or Tuesday. That was ridiculous. Um, so uh, we had that spare week at the end of the carnival um, where it fits in well going to that, that scone meeting and, and Hawkesbury and, and Gosford and, and, and whatever. Uh, so I think we've got away with it okay, and, but, and we still get to you know, distribute the prize money. Uh, you know, it's no, it would, would have been a disaster having to you know, abandon the whole slipper for the year. Uh, so, yep, let's move on and hopefully we get a trouble-free autumn from here on in because uh, it was pretty nasty there on Saturday morning and throughout the day, that's for sure. It certainly was. Dino, I know you would have been watching from afar down there in Melbourne and you still had the Mornington Cup on, but just how um, important will this be, this change now? Because we're going to possibly see the likes of Mugatu and Horse that we saw for that All-Star Mile meeting and maybe possible other visitors uh, now jumping up because... Uh, they uh, they can fit it in with their schedule. Yeah, I think a few will take their chance, even more, you've mentioned those, but even maybe a few of the lower class horses too because they'll be able to train on good surfaces right up to you know, a couple of days before and uh, they might think that's an advantage. So I think yeah, you'll see a bit of an influx of uh, Victorian horses and all horses that ran uh, you know, last Saturday, as you said, at the Valley that weren't probably going to be considered for a couple of weeks. They might be there on Saturday. Munns, uh, good morning to you, mate. Uh, so just for, uh, look, all our punters should be well aware with all the messaging that's gone out over the last 48 uh, hours, but just uh, if anyone has been living under a rock, how does it stand if you've had, you know, your futures bets on the slipper, um, other bets around that meeting on Saturday? Good morning, mate. Yeah, morning, Dave. Morning, Ronnie. Morning, Dino. Well, the safest way to, to play it, Dave, there, there, there's two forms of betting. There's the, the pre-post all-in betting and there's the final field betting. 
if you've had a bet pre-post on any of the nine races uh, on Saturday uh, to come up uh, that, that were down to, to be uh, raced last Saturday, your bets still stand. Uh, they have a seven-day window for all-in betting. For final field betting on any of the nine races there, uh, and that was the slipper from around about 9.30 on Tuesday morning and each of the other eight races from around about 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning. Those bets have been refunded and there'll be fresh final field betting. Uh, the all-in bets stand. Uh, I'll be uh, sending a message to the, the team there today. They'll be getting the butcher's paper and the crayons out uh, because the situation will be if we have, uh, we will get fresh nominations for the races today. Now, we'll have fresh all-in betting today for the remaining eight races on the card, but the situation will be um, if the fresh nominations were not in the original noms for the all-in markets. Uh, that's where the conundrum comes in there, but uh, I'm sure someone has sat there over the weekend and probably thought up that scenario rather than me sitting here and thinking about it all weekend. But uh, that will be the difficulty. For example, um, I think Grand Slam's coming for the Guineas. It wasn't in the original nominations for last week. And the other thing is, all the horses that paid up for last Saturday get preference to run. So if you were down to run last Saturday and you re-nominate, you get preference to run next week. You can't be bumped out of the field by a fresh nomination. But that affects uh, the Ranvet, because we only had five acceptors anyway. It accepts the George Ryder, because I think we only had 11. And I think you might find it uh, affects the Guineas, because I don't think we had a, a full field in the Guineas. So there's going to be some, you know, maybe some anomalies with some of these races uh, right throughout the week. Well, I know if I would have backed um, a Dave or Very Elegant and pre-post and... Uh, on the Monday, and all of a sudden Mugger 2 turns up in the race, you know, I, I'd be a little bit disappointed as far as saying, well, I want the option of saying I don't I don't want that all-in bet uh, because he wasn't in the field when I bet. Yeah, well... Uh, would that, that, would that, that be one of the anomalies? Well, that, that's got to be an anomaly, Ronnie, because you were betting with a field that had, you know, yeah. uh, 10 five horses runs, nominated, yeah. for example, yeah. uh, five pay up, and now you might get a situation we might have 15 uh, nominate. Yeah. Uh, today by 11 o'clock and we might get a field of eight or nine on Saturday. I know one putter that's uh, on the Toya to run the place uh, and he was on all in and he was very, very happy that only five paid up uh, to run last Saturday because he was getting paid first, second and third because mm. when he placed his bet all in, uh, all in is pay one, two, three if you have more than eight paying up. So, you know, if we get a field of eight or nine or ten, um, and, you know, Natoya becomes into... Well, she was a 40-to-1 chance anyway, but I think he was on at $15 the place uh, in a field of five. Wasn't a bad bet, considering um, Prince Fawaz was a 150-to-1 chance. He really only had to finish in front of Master of Wine, or she only had to finish in front of Master of Wine, but, you know, those are things that happen. But as I said, surely somebody has sat there over the weekend and, um, well, you know, what do they say? They had a spitball. What are they, a spitball, don't you? Um, or, yeah, you know, butcher's paper and crayons. Thing. Yeah. Um, how, from a form perspective, because the three of you obviously uh, are doing form, how difficult is it to throw last week's um, form assessment of races, considering we're going to have new noms and barriers, etc.? How hard is it to just throw that in the bin and relook over these same horses again this week leading into Saturday? Or is it actually uh, make it easier? 
It won't make it easier, but it'll make it. Um, I don't. It all revolves around what happens with the weather from Wednesday to Saturday. So if we get onto a soft seven, a heavy eight, I don't think it makes too much difference because um, we're we're in our uncharted territory. If Would it in, be on that. more the patterns of their racing? You know, like fourteen days between runs to twenty-one days, things like that. Duff, do you think? Yep. that would be the thing that you might take more uh, into account. Oh, there's no doubt, but that's what you know. That's what we got good trainers for. They try to adapt to a situation like that. I know a few of them come out and said, "I oh, know I've got to give it a good hard gallop." I'm, you know, I'm going. I don't like working horses Sunday, but I'm going to have to. Um, they went out in the morning and trotted before their races, or did their you know two evens or something, and then it was too late to work them again because the tracks were soaked. And so they said, "Okay, we've got to work these horses Sunday." Whether they've got to assess the situation, whether they need two or one gallops going into another week. Uh, some horses have had longer than others uh, between runs, so the, that's up to the individual trainers to work it out for themselves how much work they need. So, but it, certainly it's part of the equation. There's no doubt about it. You know, especially if we go into another wet track that day, which is looking likely. Um, you know, it, it's pretty hard with a gap between runs. It's quite incredible. The, the bureau suggesting today uh, in Sydney that uh, we're getting. Between that, uh, what, 50 to 70, and tomorrow, 45 to 80. But then Wednesday, uh, this is Sydney, fine, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and going to continue to be sunny for the remainder of the week. So um, what about, who are the big winners and losers, uh, Dino, at the moment? Just just in, in like, who, what, what, is there any horse that you've maybe spotted throughout the program in these big group? races that you've gone right now there's actually this extra week now there possibly is going to be a, a slightly better track albeit damp uh that comes right back into calculations yeah it's a really tricky one dave because like you know you'd think uh the horses that ran the previous saturday uh get an extra week between runs but in grace adding such a good backup horse was that their plan and now he's 14 days into the slipper again uh you know it's sort of uh yeah it'll be interesting how the week comes out and we'll be uh you know getting the, the trainers on and, and listening to what they have to say about how, how the week's gone, really. The big winner, yeah, the big winner is Profiteer. You know, he, he was a rough hope of running 6 or $7, not $3.50 on a bottomless track. Uh, being His advantage was that he he was the sharp horse in the race and some of that real heavy going would have taken a little bit of sting out of him, I would have thought. Uh, so if we get back to soft, you could promote him up again, even though he's still unknown on that. But on, on a real heavy track, you, you'd be, I'd be, I wouldn't have been happy with, with him going into a, a real bog um, as far as his assets are concerned, with, he, with his natural speed and acceleration. The, the funny thing about this, and, we, and put the slipper, we put the slipper market back up Saturday because the slipper field remains the same, the barriers remain the same, everything remains the same for the golden slipper, right? But fresh final field betting. Now, he was pretty hard to lay stay in sight from from Tuesday through till Saturday morning. The biggest bet we took uh, on the slipper when the market went up is on stay in sight. And he's now responsible for 30% of the money invested on the new slipper market. And yet, leading into Saturday, he was the hardest horse to lay in the market. Because yeah. we know he can handle, he, we know he can handle a soft seven. Well, he was the great uncertainty is going, you know. We know how many horses love soft tracks, and then you get them on a heavy, they tail off. There's, there was many of them there on Saturday, just doing the heavy track form. You were thinking, oh, this is a mudlark, and then you went, oh, look at these two heavy runs. They're awful, and the, you know, these soft sevens are ripper runs. So mm. it's a big difference. We're going to take a break, gentlemen. Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three is the open line number. We've opened them up now. Give us a call. 
on that number or send us your text messages through on the text line. And uh, if you've got any questions for the gents, jump in. We're going to talk about the Mornington Cup and W Pike after this. Favourites impending, red light is on, gates open, raising... A son of champion, Lonro from dual Group 1 winner, Nemesin, impeccably bred. Impending's the one too classy. He raced in all the big races against all the good horses. Impressive. Impending's won the strap break from, in her time, and clearly innocent. After impending and before the photo, Chautauqua or Rock Magic or clearly innocent, then Vega Magic, Super Cash Malaguira Man from Uncle. Imagine winning the Everest, the Golden Slipper, Sire's Produce, Golden Rose, Caulfield Guineas, Darley Sprint Classic, Lightning Stakes, Stradbroke. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. HQ Insurance are in the business of protecting clients, offering bloodstock mortality policies including fall of hammer cover, life-saving surgery extensions and guaranteed renewal, a clause pioneered by HQ. Visit hqinsurance.com.au. Be sure, insure with HQ. In Melbourne, this April, the sale that Trots Racing has been waiting for. Sold. The Nutrien Equine Standard Bread Yearling Sale at Oakland's Junction, April 10 and 11. Almost 300 lots by the sought-after sires, including 30 by Art Major, 3 by Sports Rider, 10 by Better's Delight, 6 by Well Said, and 15 by Always Be Mickey. If that gets your juices flowing, then see the full catalogue at nutrienequine.com.au. There's no feeling like owning a champion. Let us help you find yours. Why haven't you heard of a grand utility vehicle until now? Introducing the all-new 8-seat Kia Carnival with a bold and modern SUV-inspired design, class-leading tech and advanced safety features. Don't compromise on space, comfort and style. We didn't just make an 8-seat family car. We made a grand utility vehicle. Book a test drive and experience the thrill of the all-new Kia Carnival GUV. Kia. Movement that inspires. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Postmortem right across New South Wales on the Sky Sports Radio network. Uh, we have now joining us our first caller of the uh, this morning. I think we've got Mark on the line. Morning, Mark. Yeah, Dave, how are we, mate? Good, mate. Good. What's your question for the boys? Oh, well, mate, it's not really for the boys. It's more uh, for you, mate. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I heard you talking about a punters club that you yes. um, attended to, where you, it was $2,800 entry fee. Is that correct? Yeah, the ATC. They ran a punters day challenge. That's correct. Um, mate, where do I find out info about all that? Go to Google, Dr. Google, and just type in ATC Punters Challenge. It'll be the first thing that comes up on your screen. Right, oh, mate. Um, is it for anyone? Mate, it's, it's, it's for anyone, but it's, it's not an ongoing uh, challenge, mate. It's, it's just a particular day they put on. So right. uh, they put it on for the day. They're going to do more for the spring and I think throughout the year. But just to sort of recap everyone's uh, memories... It was uh, $325 per person uh, and a table of eight. So yep. it's twenty. Uh, so $2,600. $2,800 a team, wasn't it? Well, $2,600 per table, table of eight. Right. Uh, what that entitled you to was general admission into uh, the res- and a reserve table at the Royal Randwick Ballroom on level two uh, and also entry into the ATC Punters Challenge. You got a three-course lunch, plus you got all your grog and, and soft drink and everything throughout the day. 
But the main uh, part of the, the lunch was that the ATC provide $2,000 per table, which is to be invested on races, was to be invested on races two to eight throughout the day. And yep. you have a $200 bet per race via the tote prices. And it's all sorted out by the tab. So basically just someone from your team goes up to the tab terminal and says, right, I'm going to have 200 on Lions Raw, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, uh, and one of those races is a wild card. What happens is, uh, really briefly, winner, the winning table gets $10,000. Second table, 4000 Third table, 2000 But what was great about it was, obviously, the ATC give you $2,000. If your table runs last, but you happen to accumulate six thousand dollars for the day in winnings, they take back their two grand, and you guys get to split the four thousand up in cash. So, look, suggestion: go to the website. It's a really good day, um, yeah, no, and I've uh, sort of said, yeah, yeah, I've got, a, I've got. We have a punters club up here, um, Narrabri versus We War, and uh, I was looking into that because we've got a fair bit of funding there, and the boys are asking me what's going to happen. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, there, I sort of pricked my ears when I heard that, mate. And, um, that sounds in- interesting, but whether it would be uh, like trying to get rockin' or shit, mate, if we both got in. Well, mate, just head to the Google, contact the ATC. There's, it, it's not on it for the moment, but they are looking at doing a couple over the spring. It's a really good day, and I think that can only get bigger and better. And they're the type of things uh, that will you know, get people going back to the track like they already are over carnival time, but uh, it was a good initiative. Mm. Um, is it thanks Chip- for your Chipping call, Norton Day, Dave, or Ramwick Guineas Day? Uh, no, it was Ramwick Guineas Day, mate. Mm. It was, it was today, yeah, Lions Raw won. Uh, and we all, but, but I mean, that was a great race day. We got to see the Todman, so we got to see Profiteer uh, and Animo, etc. Plus, obviously, Lions Raw, but just the the concept of it. And you know, the best thing about it, too, actually, um, and I sound like an old soul here, but what it did was when you go to a lot of those functions and maybe you're betting as an individual, everyone's got the phones out. There's obviously a lot of, you know, looking at iPads, etc. Because it was a team. Uh, concept. Everyone was sort of discussing the form whilst they were still looking at phones. It wasn't just sort of individuals betting. I'm sure there was individual betting going on, but it was a, it was quite a uh, it was quite a really good day. So um, yeah, for those that are wanting to get involved, uh, ATC, just type it in the ATC Punters Club Challenge, and uh, you'll see information. And I'm sure they'll announce something shortly. Thanks for your call, Mark. Uh, let's talk about. Dave, oh, sorry, Dave, just a, yeah, just butting in there. Um... This meeting at Warwick Farm's been called off, obviously, on Wednesday and transferred yep. to the Kensington track, and that'll be run on Thursday now, and acceptances are at 9 o'clock tomorrow. So Warwick Farm to Kensington, but on Thursday, acceptances are now tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Um, let's talk Dino about Mornington Cup and, and W Pike. What was his, his birthday? Uh, he puts on another clinic. Are you surprised? Now, we all knew Malpole was going to roll forward, uh, Dino. Are you surprised he's got away with what looked like visually a bit of murder in front Pikey? Nothing wanted to take him on. Well, there was nothing there that really was ever going to take him on. That was the thing. It was probably came down to, you know, as long as he relaxed in front because, uh, you know, non-conformist roll forward uh, to a degree. Uh, but other than that, there was never going to be a an actual leader in the race. So uh, it was well and truly on the cards what happened. And, uh, and that was the result because... Uh, yeah, there, you know, he had that race won uh, probably a lap from home. 
I, I think Pikey might have given out the birthday presents from himself to the fellow <laughs> riders, and they were too concerned opening their presents uh, in the first 300 metres. And by that stage, Pikey had just rolled to the front, controlled the speed. They got to the winning post, and they were still trying to get the wrapping off. Yeah, well, you just tell me the one that would have led otherwise, and I'd agree with you. Yeah, I think... I think maybe Yonkers should have gone forward, and I think the stewards queried uh, young Thomas Stockdale about that, and uh, he admitted maybe he should have. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you see Aussie Nugget running fourth on the fence, you know they're going slow because he's uh, usually slow out and, and doesn't get going, and he was fourth the fence. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a shame that there wasn't yeah a natural high-rolling sort of horse in the race to make it more of a contest, but... Uh, yeah, for the punters that took the uh, the short odds, it was an easy watch. Oh yeah. What, so what, how do we what, assess the how do we assess the performance? Well, I reckon his best performance has been in a fast run race. So I don't think mm. yeah, he won on Saturday, and that's fine. But uh, don't write him off that he just needs that sort of scenario. I think uh, no. You know, he, he'll he'll be uh, good enough come spring to be some sort of player because he he's got a low rating. So he's in the Corfu Cup with a very light weight. Like he'll be right on right on the uh, minimum just about. So. Mm. Did, did it cause more discussion, Dean, because of the fact we have basically seen Willie Pike as not naturally a leading or on pace, you know, dictating the race terms of rider? We've seen him mainly on get-back horses. Does Is that maybe one of the reasons why someone, everyone was so surprised? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's probably a case in point. Probably the Hawks team don't lead a lot with their horses, but... He led uh, the first mile, going about 19 lengths lo- slower than standard at Mornington. So uh, that's three seconds. So he, he couldn't have gone any slower if he tried and then just sprinted home. And you know, the 2,400-metre race, even if it was the Mornington Cup, they shouldn't run home as quick as they did. They ran the second-best last 400 and 200 of the meeting, the winner. And, and didn't Mohican Heights run the best or something? And it was in the 2,000-metre race? Yeah, well, it was the other. It, it, but again, that, it was a race that they didn't look any... Uh, any pressure up front, and uh, and it and and it proved. Yet there were other races through the day. Actually, you know, for the first time in many years, Mornington played really well on Mornington Cup Day. You could win from anywhere. It just it did come down to how they ran those races. How did you stick, is... Ronnie, with Mohican Heights? I did. Yeah, I did. Did you? Did you have a bet at Mornington? I thought you didn't bet there. I know, no. I know, I know. But I, where, where could I bet? <laughs> when you just left, you got got an arm up your back. I actually won. Would you believe it? I won at Mornington. Does that mean now we're next? Mornington, you just got to understand it, that's all. Well, I can't. I've been trying. I've I've conceded. (laughs) i tell you what, the last winner was a nice winner there, Dean. Uh, Yeah, it was. Flanders Rang? Flanders Rang? Yeah, yeah, she's a good mare. Uh, She wasn't far off stakes class as a three-year-old filly, and she won on Saturday. I think she'll be better on a bigger track, too. That was was a race that was run at a good speed, and... uh, Pikey led in that one too, uh, going for five uh, on Imperial Lad and, uh, and looked a good chance, just doesn't run a mile, but Flanders Rain uh, won well there. There's a uh, an import there that ran very well called Wycliffe, uh, ran fifth uh, for Danny O'Brien. Um, he's an f- interesting profile horse because he did most of his racing in Europe up to 1600 and then just out of the blue they ran him in a 2400 and he ran really well and then he was purchased by uh, clients of Danny O'Brien's and I, I would think... Uh, yeah, that was sixteen hundred, two thousand on a big track like Flemington. He should win his next uh, next start in a similar sort of race. Mm, there was plenty of money for the other import in that last race, Marchand's Ensemble. Yeah, I just don't get the Besutton young horses right off the trials. He, you couldn't have seen a better trial than it, and uh, he just 
he was gone at the halfway. Uh, he he didn't travel at all, didn't adapt at all. But uh, he, off his trials, you would have thought, geez, he'd be hard to beat in a race like that. But uh, yeah, I, I certainly I had him in the tips and got that totally wrong. Yeah, they, Can we they trust? Gave, uh, they, they gave ancestry no peace whatsoever in the Hariba. Well, see again, like Mount Popper was going to be a genuine leader. He always knew that. Serious suspect's been settling well of late, but there's been a real key to it as Jamie Carr gets along well with him, and there was no Jamie Carr on Saturday on him. And and look, you know, Patrick Maloney's a good rider, and Luke Nolan's a fine rider, and he was on Ancestry, but Michael Poise had an unbelievable association with Ancestry. So there were those two variables, and all of a sudden they just went that bit hard. Um, absolute certainty beaten in this race was Hightail. Should have mm. should have won. Mm. Should have just come to the outside, coming to the turn. Um, the steward spoke to Michael D about why he wanted to go back inside and uh, and he said he was you know told to give it cover well, it was time to get on his bike and get into the race and uh, he totally miscued there yep what do we make of um the form well mass crusader we all saw him on friday night um how do we take that form considering the pattern of the night well that was the thing that the track going into all-star mile day i think we spoke of it that the inside three meters had been well protected and it was the best ground. And even when the rain came, we saw Damien Oliver and Hugh Bowman angling down there in, in the in the slushy conditions. They wanted to be there. And I think uh, it had just, you know, it was still way firmer on Friday night, even though it had that wear. I think they probably rolled it back in and it was firm and you just had to be in there. He look, he won very well, Mask Crusader, but uh, I would have been interested to see if September Run had stayed in and followed him through where she'd have finished. Uh, but I think they were adamant to give her a bit of galloping room. Well, they sure did that. <laughs> Guys, Willie Pike, just on him, Dino. Uh, he's obviously going back now to Perth. He'll hope to be a continued fly-in, fly-out um, jockey. Um, look, we always knew he, he could ride, and he, he's proved that when he's come to Melbourne before. Um, is he is he right up there with the best? Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And the, the thing was that, uh, a couple of times, I remember about four or five years ago, he, out of the blue, he flew in and rode uh, Easter Saturday here at Caulfield. Uh, Bob Peters had one in the Victoria Handicap. And he hadn't ridden a lot at Caulfield. And he, he got, I would say by his own admission, he got the day totally wrong. And that's what he's he's kept working on. And uh, Saturday showed that, you know, Mornington, you know, as Duff said, it's not easy to punt at. Well, it's not easy to ride either, and he, he mastered it pretty easily. So uh, I think he's got his confidence, and he, he knows his way around Melbourne now, and he's uh, yeah, he just shows you know, all of his skills, and he showed them Friday night and Saturday. He certainly did. Um, all right, uh, we've got a couple of texts here. Uh, they're wanting to know what you thought of the winner in the first, um, Dino, at Mornington there, uh, Daly Bugle. Yeah, well, there's a couple of little aspects to this, but in saying that, the, the Strathair track's been down 26 years, and she's the fastest ever two-year-old winner over 1,000 metres. So it's a, uh, it's a good uh, scalp to have. She beat uh, Innovation Girls' two-year-old record. Innovation Girl went on to win seven stakes races. So you'd think uh, Crystal Bound's well above average. What I would clarify was on the, on the All-Star Mile Day, across the centre of the track, they didn't have a 1,000-metre race, so that ground wasn't used at all. And then she came along the inside where we're saying it was quicker, but uh, for a first start, uh, it was a pretty pretty outstanding win, really. Boys, I um, think he was asking, yeah. Was he asking about well, Daily yeah, Bugle? Was he asking about Daily Bugle or the, on, or, or, or Friday night? 
Uh, Daily Bugle, sorry. Oh, Mornington sorry. Race oh, 1. I yeah, I, but that one was very good, though. That was still cool. We got that from yeah. Friday night. Yeah, sorry. I was, uh, yeah, gets my horse to follow. I got it on the brain. Um, uh, Daily Bugle won okay. It, look, it was a um, funny run race. They went along a bit early and then they backed off in the middle of stages and he just got his momentum up and, uh, and won okay. I think the stable are bringing him up for maybe the Champagne Stakes. Uh, Similar path to Glenn Fittick last year, who uh, won that uh, Mornington race and went to the size and the champagne. Uh, I don't think he's as good, and I don't think he's as strong as Glenn Fittick, but uh, he won okay on Saturday. So from this Mornington meeting, do you know of any other runners that are going to be making their way to Sydney to come out of any of these races? Um, I would think... No, I wouldn't think there'd be any anything in, in towards feature racing, that's for sure. Maybe a couple will try their hand in... Uh, in uh, lesser grade races, but uh, I don't, I can't think of uh, many. Dave, I think, yeah, Daily Bugle certainly. Uh, he, I know he is definitely going, so he's won. Uh, I wonder if Mohican Heights will go back or he'll stay down here and, you know, will he race through to a race like the uh, Andrew Rams? And I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Grand Promenade's on that path. Who ran second in that race? Um, Incredulous Dream. You might see her. That's one you might see. Um, she might go up for a race like the PJ Bell, I would think. Uh, she's quite a good filly. She beat uh, Handyfield on Corfield Cup Day, and uh, her win first up was pretty good. So, uh, yeah, she's one you, you might, I would think you would definitely see uh, for Kiramar and debut. Well, have, have you heard anything on the grapevine in relation to Arcadia Queen? And obviously, we're hoping to see her at some point here in Sydney. Does that mean Pike would come to Sydney, or will there be another rider for her up here? No, I think Damien Oliver's. Booked again for next for this Saturday, um, and uh, yeah, I think William Pike's going back to well, he's back in Perth, and uh, he's now got to concentrate on the Derby and Oaks runners for Bob Peters. So if she was to run in the uh, Rider. Queen Elizabeth, oh, the Queen Rider Elizabeth, yeah. in the Queen Elizabeth, he wouldn't come. Well, he's certainly not coming this week, uh, yeah. and we pushed him on Melbourne Radio about it yesterday, and he was uh, he sort of um, more. I would say okay. more uh, unlikely than likely, and we saw that in what, the spring. Did he sort of give it a, a reason why? Ah, uh, well, basically, I think uh, you know, I think Uncle Bob Peters wants him uh, wants him uh, over in uh, Perth, to, Perth to get these Derby and Oaks horses done. So, that's, uh, do you see that Oliver? Oliver Oliver had a booking for for uh, this one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's not going to yeah. just take yeah. him. Of course, the meeting's just been cancelled. You can't do yeah. that. No, no, but I'm more thinking of I'm more thinking about the like Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth yeah. If if she was to line up, um, well, it might be more of a chance now it's been pushed back a week. I don't know when the uh, WA Derby and Oaks are, but uh, maybe there's more of a chance that would happen if uh, if you know with the week pushback. Uh, I've got a text here, boys. Uh, Muns, you might know the answer to this. Um, will Glenn and Ronnie have to do another episode of The Golden Path this Thursday? No, don't turn it up. <laughs> is that, Can't we is just that replay th- last week's? Uh, yeah. Well, that's what the, the text is saying. Can't they just replay last week's? Uh, will there that, be another Brad? Golden Path? Is that Brad from Engadine? Uh, <laughs> no, there's no name on this. But uh, but but what what's the go there with all the programming, boys? Form line, you'll be doing another form line well, as well. Dave, you, you can't might we just replay? This, <laughs> yeah, you might find this strange, Dave. But we don't have any control over programming. Uh, that's that's management's uh, decision. So right. once again, the butcher's paper and the crayons will be out today, <laughs> and you know it'll be a busy. You know what I'm looking. 
I'm looking for. I can't do it, punters, but I'd be. I would love to just screenshot some of the emails that are going to fly around later from Muns <laughs> into to the team there at Tab. Well, I, I've just been informed, Dave, that, that they said to me, "Oh, you can have Wednesday off because there's three race meetings on." But you can. Work I said, Thursday. "Oh, that's good. You, you can you can have Wednesday off, but still do the radio from ten to ten thirty. Still do Form Line Extra and still do News Central. But you can have Wednesday off. And now uh, Ramwick's been transferred. Oh, you'll have to come in to do race day now." Yeah, to Thursday. So, just, on, yeah. just on that, I've just got a text here. Uh, so Hawkesbury obviously is uh, this Thursday is postponed. I haven't seen. I saw a flood map last night, uh, a projected flood map, and obviously the back there of Richmond with the polo fields, etc., uh, with the the river bursting there, uh, breaking its banks, uh, is covered. Uh, but the flood map did had some sort of water around that Hawkesbury racetrack area. So I haven't heard well, from... Well, Dave, there's, Claire Lever has posted a photo this morning where Hawkesbury yep. floods is down in the horse stall area, right, which is basically adjacent to the winning post. Uh, and it floods in that part of the racetrack. And the old Hawkesbury has, uh, near the toilets and the horse stalls out the back there, has the different okay. flood levels over the last 100 years, for example. And she's posted a photo this morning in the horse stall area. The water is basically up to the top of the fence. Wow. She said, but don't worry, the poly track's perfect. Amazing, <laughs> isn't it? And when we, you know, um, that, that's the cross. lowest part of the race course at Hawkesbury, the horse stalls. So and if anyone wants to have a look at that photo, uh, Claire Lever on uh, on Twitter there, that uh, and Chad has what, retweeted. What about access in? You know how you go across the train line to get into there? Well, um, uh, Emma Mayfield-Smith said the roads close at the Rum Corps there, which is another low point opposite the golf course. When you drive out of Windsor past the church and, and head yep. out to the race course, there's a dip there where the Rum Corps um, Hotel is on the right-hand side and the race course is on the left-hand side. I think the railway line actually goes across the top of the road. Uh, that's, that, that's, that floods all the time. And I think you'll find, they said, the access road at the back of the race course that leads onto Richmond Road might be closed as well. So they could be isolated um, uh, from getting into Windsor and out that way. They'd have to come out past the race course and go past the, the RAAF base out that way. They'd go and left English, and probably go round around. And English is... Um Give a, there's boxes there at Inglis for the Hawkesbury trainers I've, I've been yeah. reading so and, and Brad get... Widup's just posted a video as well and I'm just mm. trying to work out exactly where that is whether that's Brad's property uh, which is at the back of the race course I think it is uh, and it's been retweeted by, by someone wow. there uh, so oh no that's actually that's the that's the, the tire that's stalls the, that, that's, that's looking at the, the grandstand there yeah, that's that could be the yeah. back of um, the horse stalls there where the, the floats pull in because that looks like the steward's tower right at the end of that. So, yeah, that's that's looking from basically the turn out of the straight back towards the horse stall area there, uh, I'm saying, mm. uh, at a, at a okay. guess. So that, that's another video posted of Hawkesbury there. Once again, as I said, that's probably the lowest part uh, of the race course there. Boys, we'll take it on the break here on Sky Sports Radio. When we return, we'll open up. Uh, well, we've got them the open line open. If you've got a question or anything for the boys, even some punning questions for Muns, give us a call. Thirteen fifty three fifty three. I know a day that is food and wine inspired, packed with as much action as could be desired. With world class racing, the day's highlight. 
plus delicious dishes, it's sure to excite. Get your fun back on track at Steaks Day with gourmet produce and boutique wine markets, live music, pop-up bars and Sydney's finest hospitality. Steaks Day, March 27 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theraces.com.au. Tickets are limited. Hey trainers, have you started your stable on Poseidon Equine Supplements? Gordon Richards, trainer of Geetra, loves them, and so will you. Using digestive EQ and stress paste, Geetra blossomed whilst in Sydney, and the results were there to see. You can see that he's just in a really good frame of mind. His form is impeccable, his looks are impeccable today, and he's going to give this race a hell of a shake. Here comes the South Australian Geetra, went straight past him. He dusted up the Everest favourite nature strip. Visit Poseidon-Equine.com. Poseidon Equine, True health begins in the gut. With progeny of star mares like Catchy, Srikandi, Omei's Sword and many more, the Inglis Easter Yearling Sale is an event you cannot afford to miss. Catch the action at Riverside on April 6 and 7, catalogue available at inglis.com.au. This April, there's a new name in the Standard Bread sales ring. The Nutrien Equine Standard Bread Yearling Sale, coming to Oakland's Junction April 10 and 11. Almost 300 lots by leading local and shuttle size, including 25 by American Ideal, 8 by Sweet Lou, 6 by Well Said, 5 by Roll With Joe, and 3 by Some Beach Somewhere. Talk with the Nutrien Equine team or see the catalogue now at nutrienequine.com.au. There's no feeling like owning a chance. Let us help you find yours. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, 9.48 on Sky Sports Radio. Let's get to our uh, callers. Uh, we've got David on the line. Morning, David. How are you going? Um, just one thing, Dina. I was so deflated Saturday morning when the Golden Slip was caught off and it was even worse in the Mornington Cup with that fiasco race, really, and... I backed the fibrillator, which had no hope, absolutely no hope. But anyway, with a slow pace. But, um, Ron, with the golden slipper, I was reading during the week, um, last week, Mick Price, the growing confidence that was coming out of his stable about Profiteer. I'm just saying, how do you think the um, market will react and the pundits come Saturday? Do you still think Profiteer will start favourite? Um, do you think any horse will come in or out and... You know, what do you think? How do you think the pundits will play it? Favourite? Like, he was rock hard in the market and there was good early money for him. I I personally would have had him, you know, he's probably favourite on a dry track. It's just the wet track is, like I say, with these brilliance of these horses on good tracks and then they go to a wet. It just, I just thought on a testing track, the last 20 metres of the 12, a hard 1,200 uh, could maybe uh, bring about his undoing. Uh, but that's we got no evidence of him on wet tracks. He could well be a swimmer, but you know, fast horses, um, it can it just takes that sprint out of them. And obviously, if the if the fence is off, it just takes that asset away from them. Them horses that can rail and and really hug the rail and sprint away. Uh, in his defence, you know, the the on pace runners over the last five or six years in the Golden Slipper have got an amazing record. Yeah, um, no, just one thing, Dean. Just getting back to that morning and cup, I've just. It's just interesting. I remember last year, Actow, I thought was going to be good. I think it may have injured itself. But I think, I remember last year, they went and when Kings were dream, they went about six or seven seconds faster than they have this year. But last year, they came home. I remember the last 600, about 37. And yet the last 600 was, um, you know, so much slower. And yet the t- overall time was quicker. It's funny how races are run. But 
that race, I don't think anyone should say Mount Popper can win the Caulfield Cup on that run because it's not his fault. But it, no, exactly. it really does, didn't really give us a guide to anything, did it? No, exactly. And as you said, the horses that were back had no chance and uh, then trying to ride for luck on uh, Defibrillate because he didn't want to go around them because they'd gone so slow, uh, he ran into a dead end. He probably should have run second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the organic nature of a race. I mean, that you know, they evolve. Sometimes you think they're going to be slow and two take their chances and all of a sudden it's fast. You know, I can remember when... Uh, uh, lucky enough to be in a part owner of a winner of a Mornington Cup Parisha, we thought there wasn't a lot of speed and that was the day that Tom Melbourne bolted to the front and ran one of the fastest 2400 metres ever so you're just, you're just never quite sure but Saturday they didn't look any pace and that's how it, uh, it did it actually eventuate Tony's on the line, morning Tony Hello Tony, Charles actually Charles, morning Charles G'day boys, how are you? Good mate, what have you got for us? Well, I'm down at Wagga Wagga at the moment, mate. And I've, uh, two years ago, we bought a horse at the Easter Sales, um, and she's developing nicely. We've got her up to a trial stage, but unfortunately, she's got a, a breathing problem, and so we had a tie-back operation done on her recently, and she's quite a big mare. She's only, well, obviously, three in October, and she's um, 585 kilos. I just wanted to know what the boys' thoughts were of her chances of getting over that operation and making a, actually a racing career or a successful one. Uh, there's different wind operations, and um, they are so more advanced these days, and a lot of trainers um, use it, and they have a lot of success doing it. So, yeah, it's it's worth a crack for sure. You know, you've got to be led by your veterinarians and, and get their advice and say, well, uh, you know, this is this is a tough one or, you know, this is just a, a little procedure. That has to go through, but uh, yeah, I look, it's it's a common thing these days. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's the end of a career. Some horses take longer than others, and and you you've got to you know fix up those problems. Otherwise, if you can't breathe, you you won't be going too far. So I I'd suggest it's worth a crack if if the vet says yeah, go ahead with it. It's um it's quite a, we have a lot of success with it. Well, Guff, just with a with a breeding, she's by Madaglia Doro out of a Redoubt's Choice mare. The mother won the Tasmanian Oaks. I know it's only a Group 3, but there's a bit of ability there. Um, so we just thought we'd have a throw up the stumps and have the operation. So I think, in your view, we've done the right thing. Um, if it was mine, I'd be doing it. Um, yep. has, has she been in work at any stage and broken in and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yes, yes. She's and she showed something? Yeah, got her up to a jump out, and she's worked with a city class winner and 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 run reasonable times. So that's why we went that road. But I just yeah, you're talking to the vets. Some out. some some vets are very positive, and others aren't so positive. So I just thought, well, we've done the done the operation. I just wanted to know what the, your thoughts were. On, on I the think you get it. I think you'll get a guide when you bring her back into work, and the jockeys and the trainer. Here's the here's the breathing and whatever, and see if there's improvement there. And um, rescoping and things like that. See if this, you know, after a, a few months, you can rescope and, and see if the the problem's been rectified. Oh, yeah. terrific! Th- thanks for your time. Beautiful. Thanks so much for that. Uh, appreciate the call. Now we've got uh, Tony on the line. Morning, Tony. Morning, boys. Um, <clears throat> love your show. I've just got a question for Dean. Um, the, at Mornington and the Guineas race team. Comments on the second horse that um, gone to shoot beat. Let's crack a deal. Yep, uh, it was a terrific return, uh, and he's uh, he ran well in the lead up and the Derby last year. So I think he'd be South Australian 
Queensland Derby now, and I'd imagine it's a little bit late for, for the ATC Derby, but he's a nice horse. He lead up in the Derby last year, so I think he did South Australia. Just got to turn your radio off, brother. I do. That's right, Tony. That answer the question? Yeah, thanks. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. There's Tony. Let's get to Kurt. Morning, Kurt. Morning, Davey. How are you, brother? Good, mate. What have you got for us? That's the shot. Hey, boys, I feel privileged to watch one of my favourite horses uh, during the week on the Chilton Festival in Tiger Roll, boys. Did you see him, Dino? Oh, it was magnificent, Kurt. Absolutely magnificent. Winning that Glenn Farkless chase for the third time and fifth time at the festival. And you know what was even more satisfying, Dino? Six dollars fifty. That horse Easy's Land that beat him by seventeen point one lengths in last second year. place in the same race last year, Dean. Yes, he did. He turned the tables and he smashed him. And what, uh, Dino? What about Muns? He let me get on at seven bucks ninety. What's doing? I know. Dude, was... With that, with that sort of blokes, Kurt. You know, we're, we're not here to you know rob oh, people. We're there to give them a chance. Alcohol residue in their system when they're putting the when they're putting the markets up, Muns. Yeah, well, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, Kurt. Nah, it's all good. I'm just kidding, man. You, you, you had to have it up at that price. I follow him. I mean, if you've seen his last... I mean, he, had, he that race I just mentioned when he comes second, the same race last year to the horse that beat him this year in this race, the last time he won was a race before that. So in actual fact, it was probably unders. But anyway, I'll take it, so don't worry about that, man. Hey, Dino. Hey, Kurt. Mate, I've earmarked two horses for the Bendigo Guineas. And, right. um I want to know if they're going there, Dean. Redeal first up the other week at the Lakeside. What a great first up training performance. And yeah. also, Dino, one during last week at Sale. Limited Vision broke its duck there for Anthony and Sam Friedman yeah. at Sale last Tuesday. Would that be going there as well, Dean? Not sure she would, but I reckon re-edit's a chance because Mick Price has won it before with a, a filly. Uh, so... I would think that you might be on the the coin there with re-edit, but I re-deal, don't know about uh, re-deal. I should say, not re-edit, re-deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and limited vision. You know, I would think that they just find a midweeker for her first, and I, I thought you might end up in Adelaide. Oh, Beautiful. Thanks for that, Kurt. Uh, let's get to Cameron. Morning, Cameron. Morning, morning, boys. How are we? Good, mate. What's your question, mate? Um, I had a uh, horse run. Um, a little while ago, and I just want to relive the experience over and over. Is there any way I can watch the Sky Central vision of the mounting yard and the trainer sorts afterwards? Oh, uh, I don't know if you can watch that particular uh, vision unless you are very nice to Munns and maybe send him a message in the carton of Peroni and he can get something sorted <laughs> for you. What, you've well, ceased work for the company, David, have you? Um, can't send it to you? Mate, you're the king of Sky Thoroughbred Central. You're the, every oh, time I turn it on, you're there. Sky Thoroughbred Central. You are. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't got a tattoo or something. Dave, the day you see me get a tattoo, the world has ended. <laughs> the, the kid's got a warning here about 20 years ago. If they walk through the front door with a tattoo, I'm taking it off with battery acid and steel wool. Okay. What uh, what, what horse was it, Cameron? Uh, it was uh, Trajection, a derby racing horse with, um, trained by Kim Wall. Um, okay. It, it um, won fairly well. When I was at my Christmas party on a um, Thursday, Arvo at the oh, Kenzo. Okay, and 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 why are you, are you on that vision? Are you wanting it uh, just uh, for, mate, just no, for just, um, keepsake? Just, yeah, mate, just want to relive the experience. She's in. The, she's come back to um, pre-train at the moment, but I just uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoy. Re- I've watched the um, the race vision quite a few times, a number of times, because I've lost count. But uh, just 
reliving the whole experience again would uh, in my spare time is quite yeah, something I want to do. Mate, if you reach out to some uh, to Sky Racing just on the website, etc., flick them a message. They might be able to sort something out for you, mate. They, they should be able to provide you with a link. Uh, yeah, it'll be someone in the the tapes there have got to go back uh, because all all the all those things are kept. Uh, yeah. So you should be able to. They're, they're just logged in a situation there. They they should be kept. And the only reason I, I can say that positively is because I actually did a favour for. Reese Jones's mother the other day after he won the country championship qualifier at um, Tam uh, was it Tamworth on the yeah, David Spirinak one uh, yeah. and she wanted she was out and she wanted to actually see uh, the post race more than anything else because she's been instructing Reese uh, to thank connections and thank the trainer for giving him the ride she told him that he wasn't thanking enough people so take a leaf out of Craig Williams book <laughs> And, you know, thank us everyone, many as people as you possibly can. The bike dentist. on the gate, the dentist, uh, the barber. The dentist. Uh, you know, everyone he like has that. many times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dave, I've told you before, yes. you think I just make these things up? <laughs> well, no, no, he deserves recognition, that dentist. He's, he's done a fantastic job. job. Yes. Yeah. He got new chompers and, uh, you know. <laughs> thank uh, the dentist. Yeah, <laughs> Willow wanted to thank him. He did, very much so. Um, yeah. Tony being courteous, Dave. Speaking of... Uh, Speaking of a bit of news, um, look, uh, Joe Cleary just let me know. Noel Callow is going to be riding uh, Rothenberg on Friday at the Brook. Now, Blakey McDougall was booked to ride, uh, but has now commitments with the reshuffle for Hayes and Davening in Victoria. So Noel is available for rides on the day, uh, but he definitely will be riding Rothenberg. Uh, and that Friday meeting now at Musselbrook, guys, uh, with the Charity Golf Day, uh, on the Thursday morning, the Calcutta on Thursday night at the Royal, and then that race day now, you've got the Wayne Harris Sprint, the Cup, and you'll also have this wildcard meeting. That's going to be a cracking Friday, and the way the weather looks in Musselbrook, yes, it will be um, rain-affected track, but the sun will be shining, and it's a half-day holiday there too in Musselbrook, so really looking forward to getting up there later this week and, and, um, and having a bit, of a bit of a party and a show. That's, that's going to be good fun. Now, we I were thought every I thought every Friday in Musselbrook was a half day holiday. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> look, they've sold. You wouldn't believe every it, one of Dave's work one. days is a half day holiday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just taking a leaf out of your book, boys. Uh, now, uh, with the um, ticket sales as well, Dwayne Dow mentioned this last week. Look, obviously, everyone was locked up last year in Musselbrook. They couldn't get out with COVID, and uh, they also uh, lost their cup meeting last year. Just on um, just on ticket sales, the most general admission tickets they've sold thus far. Hospitality is pretty much nearly sold out uh, right across the board. So it's going to be a big Friday uh, there for Sky Thoroughbred Central. I think Gary Harley, Gavin Carmody, etc. Um, now, Brad Whitter is on the phone. Uh, boys, you mentioned before that on Twitter he's posted some uh, videos of the surrounds there at Hawkesbury. Brad, welcome to Punters Postmortem, mate. Morning. Mate, you put up a, a video on your social media. That that rain uh, that's uh, obviously affected you guys and the flooding, what, that video, is that the the tie-up stalls there down the back um, just past the winning post? Yeah, the tie-ups are all, uh, all underwater at the moment. Um, Marlow would have trouble getting up on your tower there at the moment too, so it's not looking very good. 
that's the lowest part of the race course. Now, to explain to people, your stables are basically at a roughly the, the 1,300-metre mark uh, or close to it there on the other side of the race course at Hawkesbury. Now, uh, I, I, I saw a tweet from Emma Mayfield-Smith. Now, is that back road out to Richmond Road cut off? Uh, yeah, it is. I think it's um, at the top end there. We can't go that way. We can go around, so you have to go back up through Richmond and come back around onto Richmond Road at the moment. And, and the road's also cut off back into Windsor at Rum Core there underneath near yeah. the golf course. Yeah, well, that's all low-lying area there. But, look, at the moment, we're, we're fine. It's just um, some of the stables down the bottom end there, have, um, they've had to move. So they're in a bit of strife for poor buggers. But, um, you know, thankfully, I think from um, Nutlands upwards, we're all OK. So Gary Fraser, um, Biggero, Noel, Blake Ryan, uh, you know, Matty Vallow, all that way. We're all sort of OK on this side at the moment. But, uh, um, yeah, the stables over behind the back of the track, they're OK at the moment too. But it's just they've got no access to the track from there now. Yeah, I, I see Brooke Summers, uh, Richard Freeman. She thanked Richard Freeman. Re- Richard sent a truck out there this morning uh, to pick up some horses, and uh, Inglis's at Riverside have got. Uh, they've taken some horses in from Hawkesbury as well. Yeah, look, uh, we we thought about it, but um, you know, at the moment it's okay. I might have to take a few horses to Warwick Farm tomorrow to work, but um, you know, look, we worked all our horses this morning. We were lucky enough that we, we had access and. Um, my staff would get to work, so you know a few other stables might have had that luxury. So the training tracks are still okay, Brad? Yeah, the poly track excellent. Um, you know, it's just, it'd probably be like everywhere else, wet. Um, but you know, you'd uh, if you had to, you'd, you'd definitely be able to do a bit of work and um, you know get you through the race on Saturday. Mm, have, uh, has, has Ice Bath stopped giggling? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, look, I've thrown her in a couple of races this weekend now that it's all been put back. Um, we'll just see how we go there. It's, it, it is, look, everyone's doing their best and, um, you know, I've sort of been waiting for the rain and, you know, you've just got to change plans a little bit like everybody else. And, you know, I'll, I've nominated I'll just have a look how we go this week. Was it you know right. you had Volpine in last Saturday? Now he's uh, she sorry is a, is a pure sprinter. So was uh, what would you have done with her on Saturday morning, being in an early race on Saturday? I waited to uh, seven thirty and and uh, worked with them. So she she did a bit of evens on the poly track, but you know these poly tracks are very good now. There's great drainage, um, very easily maintained and. You know, you, you get this sort of weather, obviously not, um, you know, you know, like a normal event, 100 mils is a lot of rain and, and they're still very good. So we've probably had about 7,000 millimetres of rain out here, but um, look, it's done its job, you know, it's, it's held together so far. Yeah. Thanks for coming on this morning, Brad. Uh, Brad Whitup there, uh, and stay safe, mate. Speaking of staying safe, boys, stay on the line here. I know we're at six past ten. You can get a bit of overtime, but it's important and questions fire away at our next guest. Uh, Colt Prosser from Warhope joins us, and we've all seen uh, the photos coming through from Colt via social media. Colt, thanks for coming on this morning, mate. I know you've done some Melbourne radio as well. Um, 
how are you going though, mate? Has anyone actually asked you how are you going? Because no doubt your mental and, and your heart has been pressed in the last couple of days from what's going up there. Yeah, good day. Good morning, guys. Uh, it's all good to speak to you as always. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I got a massive relief yesterday. Uh, a few not a few nights there weren't uh, weren't very good, mate. And my my biggest worry is I've got a heavily pregnant wife, which is about eight months pregnant, and she's uh, she was having the sleepless night. Yeah, the couple well, of days there, lost. the uh, the horses were uh, up to their necks in water, and unfortunately, we couldn't couldn't get to them at all to even get them out. But yesterday, fortunately, uh, at the lowest drop in the tide, we uh, a group of us got together, mate, and we swam across. We cut a few fences and we swam them all out, and we got them to high ground yesterday. So uh, it was a big relief as far as uh, getting the horse out to safety. Were they on your property, Colt? Yeah, that's that's my adjustment property, Duff. I've got about 20 acres there, which is a flood zone, but it's only like a backwater zone. It's not, a, it's not near a river or anything, so it's got a uh, a, meter, a, a, a refuge mound that's seven metres above ground level. Uh, it's about 100 metres by 70 metres square, and the whole property is designed. If anything happens, uh, all the horses get up there, and it's, it's built well above any uh, recorded flood level. Uh, but this one is uh, is just a different beast, mate. It's uh, it come in so fast. I've never seen rain like it. It just drove in from the side, and they were they were only telling us, you know, we'd get forty to eighty mil a day. We were getting two hundred mils, uh, mm. and it just it just never stopped for three days. And by the time we went down to get them, um, it was it was too late. Mm. Have things eased up up there now? It's really bad on the mid north coast. Yeah, we've had a release this morning from a just drizzly sort of very light rain. Since about five o'clock this morning, we just we just finished all the horses. Luckily, we got it on our track and uh, just give them some exercise uh, to get them out of their stables because the horses at my stables, of course, they're all boxes are flooded and everything as well. And the water and the walker machine's got water in it and everything. So we'll, uh, we just luckily we got them all out and got some exercise into their legs, and um, which they were all thankful for. But um, yeah, I think we've recorded over seven hundred mils in in four days. So, uh, so I'll, I'll be glad to see the end of this. Mm, terrible. Colt, where is the water level at the moment on your property? Is it is it maintained its height, its maximum height, or is it starting to, uh, yeah, to, to this, lower? This, this is the lowest tide right now, so this time yesterday is when we, we decided to dive in and uh, get the horses out, and a couple of friends of mine just rang me a bit earlier and said um, it did drop to where it was yesterday, but last night it did peak and go over the mound again, so thankfully I, I took the kick in the backside from my wife and she told me to hurry up and get over there and get them all and um, um, yeah so last night it would have went under again though it, it peaked at the railway line again yesterday so we're glad to uh, get all the horses out mate but it has come down but they're predicting uh, you know another 40 to 80 mil for the next two days so we haven't seen the end of it yet mm. and uh, all of those other places up there cult like we've seen photos of port macquarie you know because the river of port macquarie basically runs on the edge of town uh for those people that know well the old highway through the middle of when you go over the bridge to go into kempsey that that must be devastating that other side uh before you go up to fredericktown yeah yeah it's 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 uh very very widespread mate all the way up through i know a lot of people uh Kempsey have been flooded out all the way down through Telegraph Point, copped it bad. I know friends clients of mine have lost all their thoroughbreds and all their stock and all their cattle. Uh, it's devastating for them. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, people all surrounding me uh, are all cattle people and they've lost 90% of their, their, their stock, all their cattle all gone. Um, it's, I couldn't believe it. I got the phone call to say, look, everything's gone under, mate. Your mound's gone. You, you, the water's halfway up your shed. And... Uh, 
it was devastating. I thought all the horses would be dead, and I could not believe my eyes when I just seen all those little heads just bobbing up out of the water and, and winning. Oh, yeah. oh, you seen the boat, mate. It was uh, yeah, brought a brought a tear to your eye for sure. That's unbelievable. Terrible. Yeah. Even our, Thankfully, yeah, they're our, all uh, they're on the showground now. They've checked them all through, and I've got a couple there that with some temperatures, but we've got some swollen legs, and we've got you know nicks and grazes and things, and you know my every cut I've got on me from being in the waters, you know they get infected. And horrible. So, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get in there again and the vet will be there shortly and we'll just uh, try and put all as much care as we can into them and get them dry and warm. But everything under everything under underfoot's wet as well. That's the hard bit. I'll, I'll, we'll be digging out boxes and stables for a week. But we don't have anything to put in it, you know. Everything, you know, I've got mounds of sawdust here, but it's, it's had 700 mil of rain short, so all it's wet. So we'll have to just do our best. And as we do, um, you know, we'll, we'll soldier on. We'll just get them all cleaned out and they might have to... Uh, just search for some dry bedding there. Hopefully there might be a warehouse somewhere that's got some dry bedding in it and, um, and we'll just do our best to get them all on dry ground. Well, hopefully the racing uh, community get behind you because uh, it's, you've gone through a torrid time and even our own Mel Turner's gone through a ter- terrible time as well. Yeah, with, yeah Mel's uh, down on the river at Port and she, uh, yeah, she was contacting me a couple of times and yeah, they were the same. They get, luckily at that low tide yesterday, they walked the horses out through the water as well. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great and everyone, everyone bands together. It's unbelievable. Something, something to do with horses. Uh, everyone just bands together and no one likes to see um, anyone in trouble with a horse, that's for sure. Colt, really appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, just look after yourself too, mate. Look after your beautiful wife as well. Uh, I yep. know we've, no, we've got the love of the horses, but you put, you put you guys first, mate. Just stay safe, all right? Yeah, no, it's great. Now, just a little shout-out to the guys at Southern Cross Feeds. They've already uh, contacted me. I'll get some grain off them from Melbourne. They bring it off on the truck and... Uh, They've already contacted me and said, "This, you know, don't you worry about a thing, mate. We've already uh, got truckfuls of grain on the on the truck, uh, pelletfuls of grain on the truck heading heading towards you. So, uh, mate, that's uh, you know, massive help. You know, you don't expect those things, but people just go out of their way to help you in this industry. It's uh, it's unbelievable." Good on you. Beautiful. Well well said. Thanks for coming on. Cole Prosser there from Warhope, of course. Uh, follow Cole on social media. You'll see some of those pictures if you haven't seen them. Uh, incredible stuff. I know, Duffy, you put a tweet up and um, Cole uh, chimed in as well and, and that really then gave it even more exposure and, yeah, just unbelievable. Boys, I know um, it's been a little bit different this morning on Punters Postmortem with what's happening uh, in New South Wales at the moment. Dino, thanks so much for coming on uh, in relation to, uh, to Mornington and... Well, we'll get the slipper done and dusted next week. Um, Munns and Duff, no horses to follow this week. But, Dino, what are your horses to follow, mate? Um, we've mentioned a couple of them. I mentioned Crystal Dream, the two-year-old. Uh, I think she, you'll see her in Sydney. Uh, horse from the last race I mentioned on Saturday, Wycliffe. Uh, I think uh, he'll be uh, winning pretty soon, as I said, probably on a big track. And horse out of the guineas, Black Pen, was genuinely unlucky. He got badly held up and, and ran third. He, he was only coming off a maiden win, so he might have a, a decent future for... Greg Urell, so uh, Crystal Dream, Whitecliffe and Black Pen. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Thanks so much, Dino. Two things out of Queen on Saturday, Dave. Uh, There was a horse there, no deposit. It had had 18 starts in Melbourne, uh, was bought by Paul Fakuri for $800. In those 18 starts in Melbourne, it had run one placing, never started less than $51 in any of the 18 runs. It only finished in front of 33 horses in 185 runners. It was $26 into $7 at Queen on Saturday and got the money. Uh, Magnificent (laughs) effort for that. And also Biblos Boy. He was having start number 59 as an 11-year-old. He won his maiden in June of 2014. It took him five years to win another race. And in the, in the subsequent time from 2019 till now, he's won another nine races. 
uh, and now won a race as an 11-year-old. And I think they're two of the most amazing things about the great game of racing. There happened to Queanbeyan on Saturday. Obviously, yeah, Royal Bagstown's exactly out of play today, Glenn. Uh, completely out of been out of play since Friday, Ronnie. I'm actually off to uh, for a while. Yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> what, what off are you to and Rue to do? What are you? Doing? Well, I'm going to the doctors, Dave. I still can't hear, so um, could have I'll, I've got to go to the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have, have a good. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks have for your a good support, day, guys. Gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Here's what he wants yeah. to hear. Geez, you heard that, all right? How's the weather where you are, Ronnie? Terrible up there. It is worse. I'm up at the Gold Coast. It is. Obviously, it's unbelievable up here. It's it's worse than Sydney. Uh, how was that new restaurant? Beautiful. Yeah, very nice. Happy Let's try right. another one tonight. How was the walk home? <laughs> I think we better go. There's people are waiting for the tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, see, you, boys. Have have a good okay. weekend. Stay safe, everybody out there listening, and uh, we'll talk next Monday, guys. Oh, see thanks. you guys. Thanks, Dave.